0: In today's episode, we take an impromptu family vacation into the forest where our son is stolen. And this whole game really reaffirms my contention that adults should not go on vacation with their children. Where's my son? Oh, Christ, where is my son? So it's about three hours later when I was looking for that clip of um, the Where Is My Son from Blood Diamond. After I watched the clip, I had to watch the movie. So we're back now, and welcome in, everybody, to episode number seven of the Banging Horrors podcast. Today, we are talking about the video game The Forest. As most of you are aware, I've been in a legal battle with um, In Night Games, the um, game studio that created The Forest for using my likeness of Timmy the son in the game, and uh, I haven't received any money, anything like that. It's it's kind of a fucked up situation. I I have lost my legal battle with them, and it doesn't look like I will be receiving any compensation. While we're on the subject of in-night games, though, let's go ahead and talk about them. That's the developer of The Force. They're also maybe the only gaming company in the world that doesn't seem to have a Wikipedia. I don't know if I just can find it. Maybe Google is uh, shadow banning their wiki. I've got no clue. So I just went to their website and it looks like the only thing they've ever done is the force. That's it. That's all that's, um, that's all that's advertised here on their website. I do know they are coming out with, um, the second game, which I don't even see. I don't even see that one on here. They really do a very bad job marketing. But I believe the second game is called um, The Forest 2, Sons of the Forest, or Sons of the Forest, Forest 2, some bullshit like that. It is coming out February 23rd, though. I also know that In Night Games is a Canadian game development studio, and maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's because they're Canadian, they're not as braggadocious as, as Americans, so they're kind of just more laid back, like, hey, you'll find out who we are, we, we make a good game uh, you know, we don't have to reach out to you. You're going to come find us. I personally, I only know one Canadian and that's, uh, Lorenz, Canadian Lorenz. I believe he's a uh, lumberjack in Canada. And, uh, I'll have to, I'll have to ask Canadian Lorenz if he's heard of, um, in night games. Maybe get me in contact with him. He can ride blue the fucking ox, uh, along the, uh, whatever trail is in Canada and, deliver the mail i'm not sure how it works in canada there's moose there's mounted police it's uh it's sort of the last frontier so now that we know everything there is to know about in night games we can go ahead and jump into the story here and the story starts off pretty simply we're on a plane we've got little timmy again my likeness with little timmy is resting uh next to us on this airplane and uh you really should have your seat Mac in the upright position and uh, table stowed. Whatever it is, the flight attendants always fucking tell you. Nobody pays attention to that. But we see it. The plane, somehow, we hit turbulence. Something happens. We don't know at this time what happens. But the plane's fucked up. We're going down. And Little Timmy, if you watch Little Timmy in the opening scene here, Little Timmy's getting fucked up. Like, Little Timmy, I I thought he was fucking dead. Little Timmy got his ass kicked uh, by this goddamn plane. We crash. We... We wake up and we see little Timmy uh, getting picked up and carried away by some bald guy covered in blood. After this opening cutscene, we're going to be introduced to how we're going to actually go about playing the game. Our player character is uh, Eric LeBlanc, very Canadian, very French-Canadian name. And our first objective, find Timmy. That's all it says. This game is played in the first-person perspective. And as soon as we get up off the floor of the plane, we get to uh, get a bearing on our surroundings and really uh, immediately jump into the game's mechanics. Very simple. Again, it's first-person perspective. You wake up, the plane's ripped in half. You're going to get the opportunity. It's going to tell you that you're hungry and eat something. You're going to eat some airplane airplane food, uh, grab some alcoholic beverages. There's pills all over the place, which is kind of strange. But uh, maybe people travel with pills a lot. And we're going to see a stewardess that is uh, dead, she's got a, uh, a fucking axe in her, and no matter what, I don't think there's a way to get around it, it automatically picks this axe up for you, so you rip it out of her fucking chest, and this axe is our building tool that's really going to allow us to, to as a, it's really going to provide a jumping off point to how we're going to play the game, because the forest really is Uh, Minecraft for adults, or if you're an adult that plays Minecraft, it's the R-rated version of Minecraft. So we rip the the axe out of her chest. I think we have the option here to Of uh, putting her outfit on, you can uh, find different outfits in the game, which is kind of strange because again we're in first person. We don't get to see how awesome we look in this little skirt and uh, this Pan Am uh, "Catch Me If You Can" style outfit that she's wearing. But anyway, we jump out of the plane here, and there's going to be luggage just strewn strewn about. Is it strewn? I guess it's strewn, strewned about everywhere. And all, all this luggage is locked, but guess what? We have an axe, so we fucking whack the luggage with the axe. It opens up, we'll get to find all sorts of stuff here. Clothing, duct tape, all building materials. Again, adult Minecraft, or um, R-rated Minecraft. We're going to get a lot of materials here. I recommend, at this point, going through, getting all of the luggage. Just fucking open everything up, and uh, carry as much shit as you can. I forgot to also mention that we get a survival book here in inside the plane before we leave this survival book is also our guide to the game one thing i really enjoyed about the forest is that the quest itself in a way is kind of optional like you can go find timmy whenever the fuck you want and we can take as much time doing anything we want in the game without looking for for little fucking timmy if we want to just build that's all we're going to do is just build opening up our survival book is going to show us um which structures which shelters that we can build starting out. And with everything we've picked up from the plane, all the the candy bars and fucking sodas and shit, we can really have an opportunity here to travel and figure out where we want to build a base of operations, where we want to set up our our FOB, our forward operating base, because really we're supposed to be looking for Timmy, but we have to set up a place for us to gather our thoughts and set up a defensive shelter, because it doesn't take long, uh, depending on the game, it's all RNG, for the cannibals to show up, and here's where Combat's going to come into play before we talk about combat. I really want to emphasize you want to get as soon as you Wake up from the crash gather all the shit. You're gonna want to get um, a base built You're gonna want to get set up because the cannibals are coming and we're gonna have to fight them And we don't want to be fighting them at night They're much better at this than we are especially here in the beginning before we have armor or really any weapons other than the axe so uh, my recommendation is run till you find a water source. Once you find a water source, get a basic shelter built um, because your shelters are where you can save and sleep. And this is a way for us to bypass the night. So we're still going to encounter these cannibals during the day, but they're much easier to fight when we can see them versus fighting them at night when we can't. Building our first base here, I would recommend going um, maybe not temporary shelter, maybe the hunter or maybe even the small cabin. This is all inside your survival book. You'll open it up and uh, it'll tell you what items you need to create this structure. So, we'll use our axe to chop down trees pretty simple. We'll use those logs to build our shelter. We'll be able to get sticks and leaves from ch- chopping down the uh, saplings, these small trees. We'll get sticks from them. some stuff we'll just find on the ground, like rocks and shit like this, that we'll need. We'll build a fire. We do have a lighter that is automatically on our person that never runs out of fluid. So, we can use this to start a fire. We can, um, Inside our inventory, it's a very cool inventory system. We're able to carry a bunch of shit. And in this inventory system, we'll be able to combine items. So like in the beginning, you take some of the cloth, you take your axe, you can make your axe into a torch. This is going to help us see at night. It also boosts our attacking when we're fighting the cannibals. Let's go ahead and talk about combat now since I keep sort of uh, going back and forth with it. Let's fucking get combat knocked out combat in the force it's not it's not clunky is isn't the right word for it but we're not an operator like we were in fear right we're not a trained fighter so eric utilizes whatever tools that you have in hand to fight with so we can swing the axe and we kind of just swing it wildly and we just beat the shit out of things once once these cannibals attack us we can uh, hit them with the axe and we'll continue to hit them if they fall down we can uh, get over them, we can smack them in the fucking head. Throughout the game, we're going to get a ton of different items to fight with. You you can even chop up one of the cannibals and use one of their arms to beat one to death with, with, which is a, a kind of cool feature. Uh, my favorite is to use a spear. You can upgrade the spear to different levels, but the spear, it kind of stun locks the, uh, the, the cannibals that you're going to fight or even animals that you're going to kill for food. So you hit the cannibal with the spear, and it it sort of doubles them over. And you just keep doing this until they go down, and then you just fucking stab the shit out of them. And then we have a few different options of what we're going to do with the body. So we can light them on fire, which is going to burn them. And this allows us to use their bones to make armor to become uh, better uh, combat effective. More heavily armored to absorb more attacks so we can kill more cannibals. There's plenty of guides online for the forest, YouTube videos, things like this. But one thing I was very impressed with uh, in the gameplay is that the the uh, in-night games really just allows you the ability to learn how to do everything at, at your own pace, sort of on your own. There's there's not a ton of direction in the game for how to do things. So like when you first encounter the cannibals, there's nothing that tells you like, oh, this is an enemy or this is what happens. And your first encounter and subsequent encounters are always going to be different. There's a lot of reviews that I saw that say in the beginning, when they see you, they're just curious and they won't attack you. But when I fucking play, these cannibals, they show up, you hear them, you're watching them, they run up to you and they fucking hit you. And I've seen a lot of people say in the beginning, don't attack back. They'll they'll just leave you alone. They're just curious about you. Fuck that. We get fucking swung on. We're going to swing back. All right, we're we're instituting castle law here on this peninsula. And if you attack me, you encroach on me, I'm going to absolutely murder you. Uh, again, uh, it doesn't say where the game takes place. To me, this we, we learn f- further into the game that this peninsula is sort of like Epstein Island in a way. This is like Epstein Peninsula. And if you're a, a weird, naked fucking cannibal that attacks me, I'm going to murder you. You, um, the cannibal, might be indigenous to this land, and I just crash landed here, but I'm here to plunder your fucking resources. You stole my child. I'm going to slash and burn fucking scorched earth. I'm going to get back what's mine, and I'm going to take what's fucking yours, okay? Just uh, basically, when I build my base, I'm putting up a big fucking don't tread on me sign. You, You struck first, motherfucker, okay? And I'm here to end it. I am your reckoning. That's what Eric is. So you'll have some encounters you'll get a base build there's tons of stuff to build in this game really you know, I want to say the first time I ever played this game like the first 10 or 15 hours I didn't look for Timmy at all Timmy was an afterthought I am Timmy okay? I didn't give a fuck about Timmy, but you can build up a very advanced base, And there's also a lot of cool traps. And it's one of my favorite parts about the game is when these cannibals come in, you can lead them around to your traps and just watching them die in your defensive traps. You have set up very cool feature about it. And I love it. And you can spend as much time doing this and just exploring this, uh, vast peninsula as you want before you, um, advance in the game. Now, The game does kind of push you to the quest the first time you die. Because the first time these cannibals overtake us, again, if you're a shitty player, if you're not a major league, game player like myself just advance uh super fast synapses and reflexes you might die to these cannibals in the beginning uh, it took me a long time i basically played for you know three thousand hours before i finally got taken down there was hundreds of them the ai just came together to to fucking murder me but we get drugged down into a cave and uh, again when i first played i didn't I, I thought about it i didn't realize that the game developers had done this on purpose but the When you get down in the caves, it's very similar to the movie The Descent, and if you haven't seen The Descent, go ahead and pause right here, go to whatever app's playing it right now, watch it, come back. Uh, Welcome back in, I'm glad you enjoyed The Descent, it's a great horror movie, and this game has a a lot of tropes from that, from the the cannibals, the way they look, down in the cave system, but anyway, so we get killed, we go down, well we didn't get killed, We we got our ass beat, we had shit kicked out of us, we're down in the cave. We wake up, we're hanging, uh, we grab our little axe, cut ourselves down, and this is where we get the map, and I want to say this is where we get the compass, and uh, we'll make our way out of the cave, come back up to the surface, but this is kind of the point, this is kind of showing us that more clues live in the caves. So progressing in the game, as we continue to go down caves, we'll find more and more clues about Timmy, and you can skip some of this, like if you head straight to the sinkhole uh, unintentionally. There's there's ways to bypass going through all the caves, but you will need certain items to uh, actually complete the quest line, and this is done by exploring all the caves. Also, while exploring the caves, we learn about the fates of other people that came there before us, so... Christian missionaries, right? These the, the fucking Catholics are at it again, and they're out there proselytizing, and they're trying to convert cannibals or mutants or something. It's a weird timeline. It's not really fully explained. But the, we do know the Catholics were there. What were they doing down in the fucking caves? Was it like an Outlast 2 situation? Was Val there? Were all the Catholics fucking? What was going on? Why, why were they searching down there? It's sort of an unanswered question. What happened to all these missionaries trying to force their values on other people? They're all gone, so we're going to assume they're all dead. But we'll find shit throughout that shows their presence. There's stuff written in Latin. There's all sorts of cool Catholic shit that we'll find throughout the peninsula. It's not an island, it's a peninsula. I wish it would just be called a fucking island so we don't have to say peninsula, just call it a goddamn island. While we progress in the forest, we're, we're also we're going to learn... Uh, or we're going to get more clues about Timmy, but we're also going to encounter more enemies. So in the beginning, fucking Jungle to Jungle, Mimi Siku, it's these kind of emaciated cannibals, which I know it's not necessary. That's why it doesn't show it. But the cannibals, you know, maybe they're humanoid. They have no reproductive organs. I feel like we should see penises and vaginas on them. They're not. They're Barbie dolled. Uh, the, the women do have titties. But they, they don't have a vagina. The men have no dicks. At least put a, a fucking cloth on them or something. So something to, to make it more realistic that we're just fighting these asexual beings that don't have reproductive organs. And we will encounter plenty that do have different, you know, uh, clothing items on, different garb on. And I guess as we progress in the story, we learn... Uh, never exactly the origin of these cannibals, so maybe they're just created, they're not out there fucking, um, so maybe they don't need these reproductive organs, but they do have, uh, nipples. So, you know, if you, maybe if they had titties with no nipples, then it would make more sense that they don't have vaginas, but they have tits with nipples. But again, maybe that's just a a food source, and it, um, for a baby, but then how would the baby grow where's the baby come from? I don't know. I guess it's not really a big part of the game, but it's something that bothered me the whole time I was playing it. Cuz what if what if me, Eric, I just wanted to to live there forever and I just wanted to breed with the cannibals. Like I just become a cannibal myself, shave my head, and um you know, how am I going to how am I going to have sex with the cannibals if they don't have reproductive organs? Again, tons of cannibals, tons of mutants that we're going to encounter and also even if you don't progress the quest line, after a certain amount of days, different types of mutants are going to be brought to the surface. And maybe that's just us interacting with the environment. It alerts them to our presence, and that's why it takes so many days. Like, after seven days, the weird armsy fucking mutants going to come out after us. So, we'll, we'll have plenty of uh, different enemies to face off against in the game weird babe mutant babies and there's one that fucking throws babies at it's it's all fucking crazy it's very once you get down in the caves very very horrifying environment up up top it is um the the horror elements there with these cannibals and mutants that come after us but in the caves in the darkness that is very fucking dark i turn the gamma all the way up because i'm a pussy but we when you get into the caves it really gets fucking freaky it really plays so much like The Descent. So we talked about building. um, We talked about combat. Different things you're going to face. Finding Timmy. Uh, Let's get into, I guess, the heavy spoiler here. And really talk about what's going on. Like, why is this not an island? Why is this peninsula so fucked up? And it reminds me of another movie. If you haven't seen it, go ahead and pause after this. And go ahead and check it out. And the movie Old by M. Night Shyamalan, which sounds a lot like End Night Gaming. Are they the same? I don't know. Could be. Uh, I don't think M. Night is Canadian, but old is kind of what's happening here on the island. We're going to follow enough of Little Timmy's Clues to lead us down uh, into a cave that's going to expose an abandoned underground lab that's owned by the uh, company Sahara Therapeutics. And we'll learn that Sahara Therapeutics purchased the uh, the whole peninsula to do experiments on the creatures and mutants living there. They they knew there was some secret tech here, and they wanted to gain possession of it, figure out what it was, run their own experience. Sort of like in the movie Old, uh, where it's a pharmaceutical company that's on this place because the time moves faster, blah, 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 blah. And this is basically the same thing. This... Giant corporation bought the place, and they're running experiments. And throughout the game, you're gonna get clues on like there's gonna be connexes that you're gonna find that will say Sahara Therapeutics on there, and you know, it kind of it's a little a, offering a little foresight into the future of what we're gonna encounter. Just like in the last episode, uh, we covered fear and Armican Corporation, Armican Technologies, whatever the fuck it was called, which was basically a fake version of the real life. Boeing, or Raytheon, Lockheed Martin, this, uh, Sahara Therapeutics, is like Pfizer, is the way I thought about it. And I'm really starting to think that these game developers have some secret insight to what these mega conglomerations, these giant corporations are actually doing, and they're making a game about it, so that when we find out about it in real life, it's kind of like, hmm, like, like UFOs, right? We're seeing more shit about them. Maybe this is something that's real. So, anyway, Eric goes down, he he, uh, he gets down into the lab. And once we get into the lab, we learn that all the personnel inside the lab, they're all fucking dead. And we'll, we'll learn that they were studying an artifact called the, uh, the, the Resurrection Obelisk. And this Resurrection Obelisk was created by a group that we don't know much about called the Ancient Ones. And their origin, unknown, uh, but this artifact, it has the power to resurrect the dead. So anyone that's dead can be resurrected, but uh, life can only come from life. So in order to resurrect the dead, you have to uh, bring it a live person in their place. And not just any live person, it's got to be a child. So this is what it harkens back to. This is Epstein's Peninsula. Uh, they're coming from Epstein Island. At one point, we'll find a, a what I believe to be a Beneteau, um, maybe a... 343 is what I'm guessing. I happen to be a, a pretty proficient uh, sailor myself. So I think it's an 80s model, Beneteau 343. There's going to be a human head in there. But there's also a bunch of missing child. Like, there's a milk carton, like the kid on the milk carton. And throughout, we'll keep finding these things about missing children. And the, this is why all these children are missing, because they're using these kids to uh, to resurrect the dead. Continuing on, we're going to find another artifact that's the uh, the power ob- obelisk. Now, the power obelisk is used as a uh, sort of an EMP function. It was created by the ancient ones. And what this does, this is how the plane crash. And there's actually multiple crashes throughout the, uh, throughout the peninsula. These airplanes fly overhead. They set off this EMP. Uh, they get the children. And they continue on with their experiments. So, at this point... At this juncture, we're going to be given a Sophie's Choice, because here we go, the biggest spoiler. We found out Timmy is fucking dead, okay? Timmy was sacrificed by Dr. Cross, who is the man in red, the man covered in red. It says paint. How are we supposed to know if it's paint? It looks like fucking blood. We do find paint, and that's one of the other things, like paint stops us, the cannibals from attacking us, blah, blah, blah. Uh, they're scared of red for some reason. But we learn that Dr. Cross, his daughter died, and he brought her back using Timmy, but she's a crazy mutant now. We're going to end up murdering her. And now we, we decide, do we bring Timmy back, or do we let Timmy die? If we decide that uh, we absolutely have to have Timmy back, if we, we love him, all this bullshit, then what we're going to do is we're going to be a bad person, and we're going to use the power obelisk to knock down a plane, which is basically we're going to get a child from that plane that's going to be able to be a sacrifice to resurrect Timmy. Timmy comes back, but he's a fucking mutant, and he's going to deal with fighting off this mutation for the rest of his life. And I'm thinking maybe it's Timmy in Sons of the Forest? Uh, could be, could not be. We can also choose to let sleeping dogs lie let dead timmy's lie so if we're if we decide killing a bunch of people on an airplane isn't worth saving our son timmy then we won't bring down the airplane we'll go outside we'll burn the picture which i don't think is really necessary i get it's letting go of timmy but we're ever going to forget that our son was killed by this crazy doctor who's performing these experiments But if that's the the route that we go, we don't get off the island. If we save Timmy or the peninsula, we get off the peninsula. We go on a TV show, blah, 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 blah. If we do decide to let Timmy die, then we just stay on the peninsula and we live live out our life there. And we continue building and doing whatever the fuck we want. Obviously, you can choose, you can save, and you can choose to do either ending. Most people have done both uh, playthroughs deciding what to do there i'm curious what would you decide i don't know what it says about me as a person what i would decide because i would let timmy die i don't think timmy's life is worth the everyone else's life on this plane i think we just gotta let timmy die that's what happens we'll move on but i'm curious what you would choose what would be your choice for that letting timmy live uh by killing everybody or letting timmy die which is already fucking dead and no one else has to die so that's the game. That's the forest. And uh, right now, I'm gonna do just a quick summary of everything. Right, we we crash our plane crashes. We lose our son. We uh, we build massive bases. We fight cannibals with a bevy of weapons. Uh, mutants. We progress the storyline. We learn the fate of everyone else that's been on the peninsula. There's been a, a survivor show that was taped there. Everyone's dead. There's been explorers that died there. All the Catholics out there have died. And uh, it the game itself, The Forest, is is really a great survival horror game. And you don't even have to progress the, the quest line, which is one of my favorite things about it. You can fucking build the whole time. And when you complete The Forest, you're given the option of doing creative mode. But... You can also choose, um, I don't remember if it's called easy or peaceful, I think it's peaceful mode, where there's no enemies, and you just build. So if you're, like like me, sometimes I just play the forest to just fucking zone out and just fucking build. Uh, some of the things I didn't talk about uh, up to this point are the sound in the game. You are in a forest, there's different landscapes, there's a mountainous snow environment, which is kind of pointless. Because it's where you come out at one point, but there's no reason for you to go there. So I didn't really understand the implementation of it. But there's sounds in the forest that uh, are are very very realistic. It's really like being in a forest. Like it, at one point when the wind is just blowing the trees around and it's night, like where you're running through. There's 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 a deep immersion in the game itself and uh, in night game, in night games. Is that what the fuck they were called? Nobody knows. They don't have a fucking wiki, but they were um, they were, they did a very good job of the immersion in this game. The, the force is also able to be played in VR, which I haven't done. I just played on PC. I think it's PC and PlayStation. I don't think it's on Xbox. Could be wrong. But uh, VR is something I think would be very cool uh, to play for the force. Another aspect of the game I really enjoyed is you you uh, and I forgot to talk about. You have a sanity level. So your sanity changes based on what you do in the game. And you'll be able to create effigies once you you start going crazier. But there's something that can bring you back. And it's 80s music. And I fucking love it. You find this tape cassette. And you'll find different tapes. And you can play this music to bring your sanity up. And it's just great, great 80s music. I love the, the synthesizer. I'm a sucker for it. And right here I'll play a little clip of one of my favorite ones that I got off YouTube. Gabe Collins was the uh, the sound director, sound producer, whatever the fuck his title is. They don't have a wiki. It's not my fault. But the use of the 80s music, it doesn't just bring you your sanity back in the game. To me, it brings your, your sanity back in real life while you're playing the game. Because you can play these sort of 80s montage music as you're building or fighting cannibals, all this stuff. And to me, it's more calming. Like It makes what is a very horrifying environment um, uh, much cooler. Like, you know, you're just like, you're, you're like fucking Rocky or some shit, right? Like it's the eighties. Okay. It wasn't Gabe Collins. It was Gabe Castro. I apologize. I wouldn't check just to, to give him, you know, credit where credit's due, but that that's going to do it for this episode. I'm really looking forward to Sons of the Forest again, coming out February 23rd, 2023. The, uh, the sequel to uh, The Forest, and then I, I didn't realize The Forest, it, it had come out in 2014, I mean, they've updated it, they've uh, they added the multiplayer function, which is something I forgot to talk about, which is a really, could be a really fun aspect of the game, I've seen people like uh, Kilobyte Keith uh, play on Twitch, it's um, uh, it's sort of a, a more fun uh, way to play the games multiplayer, I've never done it myself, I'm not a big fan of multiplayer games, I'm a, I'm a solo, I'm a hermit very reclusive. But uh, looking forward to the new one. Love to this game. Great survival horror. Really fun. Tons of replayability. This might be sort of like Minecraft, right? You can just fucking restart or pick up where you were. Doesn't matter. Do new things. Uh, really enjoy playing the game. Um, not sure what the price is on Steam. Let's go ahead and look that up real quick. The Forest. That's not how you spell it. Forest Steam, uh, 19 dollars 20 bucks, 20 bucks. absolutely worth the price of admission here, go ahead and get it, play the fucking game, play the shit out of it, you're going to love it, if you don't, once again, there's something wrong with you, and that's going to do it for today's episode, um, give a shout out here to my wife Lindsay, my editor, um, she gets paid very well to edit these um, podcast episodes. So let's give her a round of applause. And we'll see you next Tuesday, where we'll have a brand new game to talk about. Thank you everyone so much for tuning in. The returning listeners, uh, this is my call to action. They say to do, which I, uh, again, uh, reiterate, I feel like everyone should fucking already know this, but like it, share it, rate it 100. Um, if you don't have friends to share it with, uh, you know, go make friends just so you can share this, really go out and do all the bullshit marketing for me, uh, to continue to grow this podcast, which, uh, oh, one more thing, uh, I completely forgot about. I did reach out to Amber Heard to have her on the podcast. Unfortunately, she has not gotten back with me. So I was really hoping to bring in a, uh, celebrity guest, but Amber Heard, uh, doesn't want to return my Instagram DMs, so no Amber Heard. Uh, the, that's it. Lindsay's going to yell at me for rambling too long. See you next Tuesday. Thanks, everyone. Lindsay, play the 80s horror outro.